Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Cliff and uh, Clint uh, Werner was with me six and a half years ago. Now he's back. He has degrees in journalism and library science. He's worked in the field of preventative health care for more than 25 years. Studied macrobiotic cooking and practice in Boston back in 1985. Then he relocated way over to the West Coast in the San Francisco Bay Area, where he co-authored the San Francisco Police Department's Health and Fitness Plan back in 87 and worked teaching AIDS, cancer, and heart disease patients how to improve their health with diet and lifestyle change. He was named an Activist of the Month by Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, and here he is back on Coast to Coast. It's been a while, Clint. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for asking me back, and uh, I'm glad to be here. And it's hard to believe it's been six and a half years. It, it really is. And in those six and a half years, have things changed for getting marijuana used uh, medicinally? I would think yes, but how about you? It has. It has changed pretty rapidly and radically, I would say, because there's so much evidence uh, growing from research, but also anecdotal. And as one person finds relief and tells another person, and it just spreads by word of mouth because it works, uh, then this movement just advances. And with the move that's gone from medical to legal, the legal has made it much more accessible uh, to more people who might have been hesitant to have to go to and pay a doctor for an approval. Of course, there's some other problems with that we'll talk about, but it, it is it is opening up, and it certainly is becoming more available for far um, broader range of people. Clint, I got an email from one of our listeners who said, why are you supporting the use of drugs? What are you doing? And then I've gotten about 15 other emails from people saying that this works for medical purposes beyond anything we've ever tried. But how do you address that first email? What do we say to them? Well, we use a lot of drugs for healing and treating different maladies that we have. Uh, Cannabis can be considered a drug. It's not a hard drug. And and that's the interesting thing about it. It sort of has a foot in both camps. It has a foot in the more herbal folk medicine Mm -hmm. remedy world, but also in the, um, because it's so effective and these compounds are so promising, that it's becoming embraced by the pharmaceutical world. And, of course, there's also the other aspect, which is the recreational use that people uh, enjoy, draw pleasure from uh, the, the experience of smoking or in, in ingesting marijuana. And some people resent that. They are fearful of that because it's been driven home to them that this is a sort of degenerate activity and it has a whole lot of terrible effects on the body and mind. And so I would say that there are definite amazing healing properties with this plant. And the interesting thing is for those people who enjoy it recreationally, socially, it also has some protective effects that come from those same actions in the body. So don't be so quick to be negatively judgmental about it. Uh, there's some real positives, and of course, everything that uh, has a front has a back. So there's another aspect to it that we always need to be aware of. But 
to just dismiss it as uh, sort of a worthless part of drug culture long, uh, is, is, is not uh, really effective or beneficial for anyone. How can one plant have so many incredible effects on ailments and diseases? It is stunning and amazing that this plant does embody uh, so many healing potentials for such a broad range of ailments. And the ama- well, it's been used for centuries and centuries and centuries. It really found its first uh, home in India where it was grown and uh, used extensively in their pharmacopoeia for all sorts of ailments, uh, cancers, seizure disorders, and uh, topical ulcerations of the skin. So it has that history, but no one really could understand. And after the repression that came in the early part of the uh, 20th century, where it was blocked off from use socially, recreationally, but also medicinally, it kind of went dormant until the 60s. And what people found when they started looking at the claims, the anecdotal claims that people had of benefits is that this plant produces these sticky resinous compounds that are exuded from the flowering tops primarily. And these compounds are loaded with what are called cannabinoids. And the fascinating thing about cannabinoids is in their structure and function, they match up almost identically with compounds in our bodies that are called endocannabinoids. So they have they amplify the effects of endocannabinoids and the effect of the endocannabinoids in our body are to regulate our systems uh we have all these varied systems digestion neurological um the uh blood your circulatory your liver all of these different uh metabolic and and functional organ functional systems that are integrated and this this, these compounds help to regulate and keep all those in harmony and also adjust our natural internal environment away from disease, the states that give rise to disease. And it's really remarkable that this plant has these incredible uh, complementary compounds that are so similar to our own and match up and work as uh, protective agents as well as treating medicines. Clint, I don't want to use the word cure because uh, we really can't for things like this, but a lot of people are saying that cannabis has remarkable properties to help fight off ailments, and you would agree with that. Oh, it, it, it really does. There's no denying that now. The, the fascinating thing is that so much research, a lot of research that was intended to find harm, has found benefit. They didn't expect to find uh benefits when they started doing this research they were you know pursuing harm because that's what's allowed by law and uh they just uh, the researchers in the field kept doing these uh there's a lot of money for doing harm assessment research and they kept getting these anomalous beneficial results and also they matched up with the anecdotal reports from the social users who were getting uh good reports for some of their ailments And then when researchers really started to look at it, they found these compounds. And it's just amazing that so many uh, positive effects can be had from, excuse me, one plant. And 
you just really have to stop and say, what, a, what an amazing thing nature is to produce a plant that can complement our health in so, in so many ways. It is truly, uh, truly remarkable. And how did you get involved in this, Clint? Well, it's interesting because I, I was kind of a slob kid, a junk food junkie, and I had no interest in health. Um, but after I started uh, socially uh, smoking marijuana, it, I sort of got a triggered interest in health. And one thing followed another. I, start, I went to Boulder, Colorado and saw a lot of healthy people there and went home and researched health. And I got into the field and I just always enjoyed cannabis. I didn't like alcohol. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. Um, so I'm not really drawn to a lot of mood-altering substances, but this worked for me. And I found that when I stopped because I thought it was unhealthy and it didn't wasn't harmonious with my lifestyle, I ended up with uh, manifesting uh, psoriasis, which is a genetic ailment. And uh, that was a real problem. And so I started back eventually. I just decided to try it again. And I found that helped with some of the pain and inflammation. And uh, then I had a friend who had AIDS. I was his caregiver. And it kept smoking marijuana kept him alive. He could eat food when he could not previously, just a couple of little puffs. And I would make him a macrobiotic whole foods meal, one pot meal, really rich in nutrients. And so I just saw how this worked. And at the same time, the science was coming through because people were wanting to know why, why this happened. Why, you know, why are these results that are beneficial and, and you know, positive for health coming through? And so there was just an inquiry in more uh, research-free places in the world, especially Israel. And uh, here we are. We know that there are some real positive benefits. Where are we, Clint, right now in terms of legalization across the country? And and it's a state-by-state thing, isn't it? It is. There are several states that have legalized fully. Let's see. Uh, Colorado being one of them? Colorado, Washington State. Uh, let's see. Uh, California. Oregon, I believe, is also fully uh, recreational. Um, I think Vermont has recently gone. There are about eight of them that have uh, gone full, full on legal, and then there's a whole uh, assortment of states that have varying degrees of medical allowances, different laws. Um, some are uh, very well written and are very broad, and others are really, really, really restrictive, almost. Um, superfluous because they're so restrictive it's it's growing by leaps and bounds what is the federal government doing about this well you know that is pretty amazing in some ways because they seem to be at this point hands off uh the trump administration has not uh gone after the state programs the there was uh, some concern when um, Jeff Sessions was the Attorney General because he was very much against uh, any softening of laws against marijuana. He is really a hardliner, and it's 
kind of surprising that uh, he apparently was held in uh, abeyance by uh, Trump to keep him from uh, descending on this social experiment that's going on. And uh, so that that's an interesting aspect of this, uh, that the reins of freedom are, in a sense, being loosened up a little bit so the experiment can continue. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.